We're all in business for a reason. The problem that so many small business owners have is that they go in 10 million different directions, not really sure which way to go. Listen as your team of experts, Jennifer Glass, Daniel McCrane, and Patricia Rezzatillo, go through what you need in your business to really make it stand out and benefit you. Because it's the bottom line that matters. Hello and welcome to another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast. We are dedicated to your success. On our show today, we are going to be talking about hiring friends and family. Sometimes it's a great thing. We know who we're working with. We enjoy spending time with them. We enjoy their company. Other times it could be a nightmare. Think about how many spouses have worked together that the relationship soured because it just didn't make sense for the two of them to be in that situation. Or you end up bringing the problems from home into the office or vice versa, because you're working with your spouse, you're working with your child, your best friend, whatever it may be. There's a lot of ideas that can be thrown in the mix here as we look at hiring friends and family. I'm gonna start though with a simple tax idea, and then we can kind of jump into something. One of those things about hiring your family can be if you have a child who is a minor and you have them cleaning the garbage, erasing the whiteboard, whatever it may be, you can actually pay them a fair salary for what it is that you're doing and get that credit on your business. So they're involved in your business as an employee and you can get that credit, which is a great thing. But don't expect them to be doing too much because a 16-year-old is probably not going to really be the greatest in terms of doing sales for you. Then again, they may be, right? Everyone is different. If you look at Mark Cuban, when he got his start going around and selling his stuff in, I think it was Pittsburgh, he was going around. He was one of the great salespeople. Then if you look at my son, I wouldn't necessarily think the same. So everyone is different. But Daniel, Patricia, as we bring the two of you in on this conversation, hiring friends and family, first question, yay or nay? Cautiously, yay? (laughs) Yeah, cautiously. Um, There's a whole lot of minefield you can drag into that if you're not super super careful and you don't have the right precautions in place and you don't have the right friend or family for the right position and the right mindset and the right documentation and I could go for a while (laughs) (laughs) you can end up if you do it not well with the friend or family never speaking to you again (laughs) right yeah, hey, I've got a, a business mentor, a business partner of mine who likes to say, um, no business success is worth a family failure. Uh, everything that happens in business with friends and family should still result in a harmonious Thanksgiving dinner, he likes to call <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let me ask, 
starting out a business and having our friends and family work in the business is a lot different than an established business and having friends and family work there. What are some of the issues that we do want to keep in mind? Again, Daniel, with the statement you just made, a harmonious Thanksgiving dinner. But with that caveat, are there any specific steps or safeguards that we need to put in place so that we can ensure the harmonious Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah. Yes. Um, some things that I've seen among family businesses that work well, uh, there needs to be a very clear delineation of roles and responsibilities, uh, both when you're at business between the different roles between the family members who are working in the business, but then also a, a very clear delineation when you are not at the business. Uh, because you're still interacting with each other outside of the business. So the the family businesses I've seen that work well have those kinds of delineations. They have things to do and to talk about, places to go, uh, ways to enjoy spending time with each other as family outside the business. So that's something that you need to be very clear about. And that may be different for every business. It may be very possible that your family functions just fine, never setting aside <laughs> business. <laughs> and everywhere you go is all about business. And as long as your family functions well that way, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but just making sure that everyone is clear and comfortable with that, uh, that decision and that delineation. Yeah. And I would add that you somewhat naturally have a good communication with the individual or individuals to begin with. Because if you're changing roles, so friends, let's say, and you're going to, you know, a boss kind of role, you need to be sure that this person isn't going to be not communicating with you in the boss employee role and it comes out in the friend friend role because they're resentful of something that you're doing or saying or whatever or vice versa so communication is absolutely critical you have to be sure that you can communicate really well to begin with Are there any steps that we need to be thinking about in regard to that communication? Like, do we sit down and we lay out all the cards on the table and we say, listen, here's how we have to delineate our personal from business life? Is it, do we have to watch even the words that we use when we're having those conversations? Or is it, anything goes kind of setting? You know, I, I've seen friends work together in business. Um, and from the outside, this is just my perspective. I've, I've never interviewed them on this question. Um, so just take this with a grain of salt. Uh, so watching some friends that I know who are in business together 
it would appear they have never had that conversation, but they have found a way to make their relationship work. Their friendship works in business and outside of business. I personally, I, I'm a fan of um, laying it all out. Uh, so there are no assumptions. There's no misunderstanding. Uh, having that clear conversation about roles and responsibilities, about expectations. And I see that conversation happening the same way as if a manager hires a new person onto their team. They should be having the exact same conversation with any new team member that's being hired onto the team. And I don't see that conversation being different because it's, well, there might be some things you touch on that would be different if it's friends and family than if you're just hiring someone off the street. <laughs> yes. uh, but, but it's still the same type of conversation. Uh, what are your expectations of me? Hey, father, son, uh, even though we're working in business together, father says to son, what are your expectations of me as your boss? And son, what are your expectations of me as your employee? Uh, what are our expectations of each other when we're not here at work? Um, it, yeah, husband and wife, um, brother and sister, whatever the, the family relationship may be. I'm a fan of having that clear and open conversation as the the business relationship is getting started any kind of safeguards patricia in your mind that need to additionally be there i think that if it's a relationship that you you know is, is valuable to you and they are going to be working in your business I think you probably have to take time out and you know as a friend or family member you know sit down and say so how are things going to work you know, I don't know. I think you have to take pains to take and have some of these conversations, knowing that there is going to be stuff that you as the boss can't tell them about because it's not appropriate for them to know in whatever regards. Um, I don't know. I've, I've not really been in that situation myself. Um, I worked at one company where the business was started so that the family had, you know, interactions, was, was kept close. Um, and I mean, th th that was challenging because it seemed like one didn't get ahead really, unless they were, you know, a family member or married a family member. And that might have just been, it might've been idle frustration. <laughs> it may or may not have been true. I don't know. Um, but they seem to operate fairly well. 
I, I think another you talk about some safeguards there, Jennifer. I think another thing that if you are the business owner and you're going to be hiring family into your business, having the I'm going to go back to job description, having the job description, uh, laying out what the the expectations of the role are, uh, defining the roles and responsibilities, because the day may come when you need to fire that family member. Mm -hmm. And when that decision is made, it needs to be made in the same way as if they were just any other team member. And you better have evidence about this is what is expected when you're in this job and you have not been living up to it. And uh, therefore- We sat you, you down know. last week and told you and you're, <laughs> here you are still doing it, whatever, right? right. Yeah. And yeah. I think it may be even yeah. more, more important that you do that with somebody who is a family member than it is if it was somebody who wasn't a family member. Because, well, first off, the other employees need to see that you're not playing favorites purely because they're family. Yes. But the family needs to know that they have to be on their game. And if there's a problem, communicate it. Because really, even if it benefits somebody, nobody really likes that kind of favoritism. Yeah, yeah. I had the opportunity to work in a family business one time where... Uh, the adult children were employed in the business. Um, one of the adult children uh, worked very well in the business. The other one uh, felt free to do whatever he wanted. Uh oh, he made his own schedule. He might come in or he might not. When he came in, he might work or he might not. <laughs> and uh, everybody uh, who worked in the business and there were several employees who were not family members uh, but everybody knew that uh, he was not pulling his weight and how do you work around that how do you get the work done when you can't count on him to get the work done and there was no apparent accountability <laughs> from the owners <laughs> uh, the parents so people end tough. up leaving that kind of job yeah yeah There's a i had a situation gonna... sorry no that's fine go ahead i had a situation in an earlier part of my career actually the first two companies i worked for but i'm going to talk about the second where it was brothers who started the company one brother was ceo the other brother was president of the company and you would get mixed messages from the two of them about 75% of the time. Mm. You speak with one brother, you get the approval. The other brother comes back and says, who told you you can do that? And you say, your brother did. You know, it was Marshall and David. They were the two owners. <laughs> and Marshall would say, yes. David would say, no, or vice versa. And it was more often, though, David gave the go ahead and Marshall came back and said, no. That was usually how it went. But when it came down to things, I mean, you're going to the leadership of the company, right? Again, they purposely had CEO and president of the business so that their roles were clear and they were still both considered, you know, top of the business. But when it came down to it, it got really difficult to get certain things approved. 
because you think that you're working with something with the approval of leadership. And all of a sudden you realized, wait a second, I got to double check before I start doing anything. And then it's like, but mommy said yes. And you end up having that problem. And it caused a lot of conflict then for all of upper management of the company to really be getting anywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the specific example that I was using, um, a manager would tell you to do something and you would start to do it. And then mom would come along. I don't know that she had a specific defined role, but That's she would be working in the store. Business. Yeah, that was the first problem. <laughs> She'd be working in the store and she'd come along and say, why are you doing that? Go do this. And now you're getting yelled at by the, by the manager. Why aren't you doing that? Well, because she told me to do this. And you had to do what she told you to do because she was the queen bee. I don't know if you would have gotten fired if you'd stood up to her, but you know, I was fairly insecure. So I just kind of did, okay, well, he said to do this, but okay, you know. So yeah, that's it's a challenge. You have to really define the role for each of the individuals. And if somebody sees them stepping out of that role, they got to be able to sit down and say, hey, mom, you need to not do this. Or maybe you need to not go to the store. <laughs> like you could have told her to not go to the store. <laughs> right. So as we wrap up our conversation on hiring friends and family, are there any big yeses and nos that would be involved that we need to just consider before we even look at anything? I, I just say, be very, very cautious. I'm not going to tell you don't do it uh, because I've seen it succeed uh, too many times to say that it's not worth it. Uh, I've seen failures as well and, and they haven't been pretty. Um, I, I know of one situation where the business owner hired, uh, her best friend to work with her. Um, they could not get along in business, uh, had a, a really bad falling out, uh, had to fire her friend. Um, but then later they were able to reconcile and now they are best friends. Um, turns out they are great friends if they don't work together. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Separating out business and personal is sometimes the best thing that can happen. And other times it's great that partners can be there and, you know, do everything together. The only other thing that I would just add here, Patricia, not to steal your thunder in terms of your wrap up, but I would just add that if it is somebody that you are in a partnership with in the business, Make sure at least that you have the correct insurance uh, policies in place, because if anything happens and you need to cover their piece of the business, you need to know that you can buy them out uh, or their family out yeah. of the business in the event anything does happen. But yeah. putting that aside so that we don't end on a negative note, Patricia. <laughs> you know, my... My, my takeaway is that communication is absolutely, absolutely paramount. And especially if it's a friend or a family member, and especially if you have other employees that aren't 
you have to, you absolutely have to over-communicate. You just have to over-communicate. Be absolutely crystal, crystal clear about what they should and shouldn't be doing. Have some safeguards in place. You know, when you hire people as managers, this was a subs and salad pizza place. As you hire the managers in, you know, and, and, and raise them up through the ranks, you, you train them to, you know, maybe be harder on the family and report them if necessary. <laughs> yes, you're going to feel like you're tattling. Yes, it's, it's important because we've got employees that we got to take care of because they're, they're the wheels on this bus. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that we don't have those wheels go flying because it's extremely easy for those wheels to go flying and for people to end up under the bus. Yeah. And so it's important for us to keep that in mind as we're looking at what it is that we are doing for the business, for our employees, for our stakeholders, everybody that relies on that business. And that includes the customers, because if things go sideways, everybody ends up losing. There's a lot that we can do here. There's a lot that when we sit down, we lay out expectations, we lay out what it is that we are looking for, what we're not looking for. We can really be making it work for everyone in that regard. And sometimes we also know in advance, listen, this is something I'm bringing you in for a finite period, right? You're going to work with me for three months, for a year, for three years. And then that's going to be the end of that business relationship because we know that long-term, this is not going to be a tenable situation for us to be working together. Yeah. Or we say, we're going to look at this for the next 50 years and we're going to be working together because we can see exactly how we can map everything out. But what we're going to need is we're going to need a third partner yeah. to be an objective party that'll help resolve any kind of internal disputes when things happen. Yeah, that's always Depending a good Depending on how we want to look at it, there's a lot there that we can certainly be thinking and ultimately making everybody win. On that note, this has been another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters. Until next time, here's to your success. Thanks so much for listening to another amazing episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast. We're all about helping the small business community grow and reaching as many people as we can. And the algorithms on the podcast programs love reviews. So if you loved what you just heard, consider leaving us a review. And even if you don't, I'm sure you already did, but consider sharing our episodes and our podcast with your friends and colleagues. Sharing is caring and here's to your success. Thanks so much and have a wonderful day. It's the bottom line.